Hello and welcome to another episode of Freedom to Live. This is Uri Kugel from San Diego, California. Today I wanted to talk about the difference between arriving and becoming. It is definitely a phenomenon that I see in my personal life, in the life of family and friends, and absolutely also in the life of clients that I work with. When I talk about arriving in particular, I mean the belief that when I would arrive somewhere, then I would feel something. For instance, when I sit in front of the TV, then I would finally be calm. When I eat that chocolate ice cream, I would finally be happy. When my children will be quiet, I would finally be able to relax. When I will get money in the bank, then I would finally feel more secure and safe. So there is an underlying belief for all of us that a goal-oriented behavior in this world is the right way to go. And of course that there are biological underpinnings for that, right? We walk around in nature and we know that when we are hungry as a caveman, when we get food in our stomach, we are going to feel better. We're going to be less hungry. We're going to be more happy. There is a whole dopamine um, network in the brain, which is stimulating that way of behavior. Unfortunately for us, as you know, modern human beings, that is still true. There are still biological underpinnings that justify goal-directed behavior, but it has become a lot more than that. And at this point, what I would like to speak about is language. So language is extremely important, and the power of language is in its symbolism. Right? When we say flower, we point towards a specific object. And there are many different kinds of flowers, so our language has the capacity to be even more specific than that. We can say a pink flower or a rose or any other pointer to an object. And we can express almost any idea using the power of language. Interestingly enough, without language, it's kind of hard to have ideas. There are very, very few ideas which are just a result of pure sensoric memory or a sensory perception. So let's say you close your eyes and you conjure a certain image in your mind. It's very difficult to do that without attaching a name or any element of language to that particular image. So, and as long as we live in the world of language, the world of symbolism, you know, we can describe reality in a certain way, but it's definitely very further away from its full potential. Describing reality using language, which is a form of symbolism, a form of pointers, is never precise and definite in nature. For example, if I have the idea, when I arrive in San Diego, then I will be calm. Let's say I want on a really long drive to LA. I'm driving back. It's 5 p.m. There's traffic, cars on the road in a non-corona day. And, you know, I'm getting tired. 
and the thought that come into my head is when I arrive when I arrive in San Diego, then I'll finally be calm, I'll be happy. So if we kind of break that idea down, and you have to understand also that that idea has an emotional effect over me, right? I'm going to be more rushed to get to San Diego because I know that that's the moment where I'm finally going to be calm and happy. And right now I'm not happy. I'm not enjoying this situation where I'm at. So that idea has effect over my body, over my mind, over my emotional state. If I break down the idea of San Diego, it gets interesting. So how do I measure the idea of San Diego? Where does San Diego begin? Where does it end? Does it begin at the county line? Does it begin at the neighborhood close to my home? What about the air above San Diego? How high does San Diego get? What about the ground beneath it? How low does it go? There is obviously a physical area where the city of San Diego exists, right? There are buildings, there are roads, there are parks, etc. But that is just a physical location where people chose to build buildings together. It's a place that we have attached a memory and a label to it. It's a place where culture meets society, where a lot of other things happen. But when we say San Diego, we are pointing at an idea that has also a physical location. But the city of San Diego is simply an idea. And even though that idea is simply a container that we have in our mind, it doesn't really exist, right? The physical location exists. There is a certain group of people living here. But the idea of San Diego is some, something that we simply created as a culture, as a society together. And we attach also emotions to it, to that particular idea. There are a lot of really cool stuff about San Diego. There are some, some uncool stuff like everywhere else. But as a society, we have attached memory and a certain form of attachment to this place. Now, it's very important to understand that those mental containers and language is very important. And I, I don't advise in any way whatsoever that we get rid of it. We need those ideas. We need language in order to operate in the world and also in order to communicate with each other. In order to talk about a specific thing, whether it is... Uh, a medical issue, a car, a child, what kind of education I want to give to my son, what kind of gifts I want to buy to my dear ones, etc. We need to have language, okay? But it's also important for us to understand the mechanics of it and see how it influenced our life because in many ways, this... Um, this tool language if you think about it as a tool it is so powerful that we become completely engrossed in it and over time someone will become detached from the from the real world from reality and begin to spend more and more and more time in the world of language and symbolism that is especially true for children. You see children, when they start living their life, they usually live in direct perception of reality. They don't know what the flower is. They just interact with the physical object. And therefore, they are able to really notice all the intricate details and qualities, characteristics of a flower. Whereas as an adult, 
when I look at a flower, I see a mental object. So understanding the connection between language symbolism, the world of mind and containers, when we begin to see through that and understand it, that is the beginning of enlightenment. And when I say enlightenment, I don't even mean at this point uh, a religious experience. I mean the complete and total liberation to live your life fully and in direct contact with reality versus living your life in the constraints of your mind, in the constraints of the mental containers that we build ourselves. And I can tell you that living a life which is free from those containers is more likely to be full of well-being, happiness, and a sense of true freedom, not be continuously scared of losing something. So now that we understood the importance of language and symbolism, we can go back into this idea of arriving and becoming. So essentially, every time that I have an idea, an underlying belief about arriving, it is almost always within the realm of language, within the realm of symbolism, within the realm of mind. When I will finish this podcast, I will be able to go and have breakfast. That is an idea that I buy into it and it has a direct effect on my body. But if I can for a second recognize that and I would look at it and instead of orienting my behavior and my focus on this connection between X and Y, finishing my podcast and eating breakfast, I can focus more on becoming, which is complete and total focus on the present moment. Right now, what I'm focusing on is on talking, thinking, being here, staring at my microphone or the computer screen. I am focused on the process of becoming. And in the process of becoming, in focusing on the present moment, there is less language. Of course, I am still speaking, but I am just allowing language to come out of me without having to subscribe to a particular set of beliefs. And one simple practice, yet very powerful, that I would invite you to try is the following. So take a look at an object in front of you right now. Any object, whether you're walking or sitting, standing, wherever you are, I'm staring at my microphone. And what I invite you to do is to stare at the object, look at the object, but look at it before language begins. I can't tell you exactly how to do it because it's simply something you have to do with your attention. But if you can look at an object before language begins and then you sit with it for a minute. What is it like? And then you might notice that language quickly comes back in when I ask the question, what is it like? And see if you can notice what is it like without having to describe it with language. Can you simply feel what is it like by connecting to feelings in your body? And then language will rush back in. So 
we just bring our attention back to the experience before language begins. If you do that over time, you realize that there is almost these two subsystems in your mind. The first one is capable of perceiving the world, your body, your feelings, which are physiological sensation, only via very pure sensory experience and attention, awareness. And the other subsystem is something that comes a few milliseconds or seconds afterwards, and that is the use of language as a mean of symbolism and description of absolutely every experience that we have. And I advise for you to play with that a little bit, to become more acquainted with the first system, the one that you use just to perceive experiences in your life, objects, mental events, whatever that is, through direct experience. Look at an object before language begins. Well, right now I would like to offer another form of practice. This will be a guided meditation for today. And that will be meditation on smiling in the context of arriving at becoming. If you're comfortable, you can let your eyes close or just relax your gaze. Feel your breathing, grounding ourselves in our body, air coming in and out. As you breathe in, the air goes down into your tummy. When you breathe out, the air comes up. And as you Inhale and exhale. See if you can pause between the exhale and the inhale just for a second or two. Kind of stay empty for a moment. And as you stay empty after the exhale, not breathing in again for a second or two, just notice your awareness, the quality of your awareness. Notice it by looking at it before language arises. Breathing in, sailing, holding in. And now, I would like you to consider a smile. Such a strange and beautiful phenomenon. Often, something needs to happen for us to smile. The idea is, I need to be happy in order for me to smile. It's an idea of arriving. X needs to happen in order for me to smile. 
what it would be like if you can just smile. For some of you, it might be easy. For others, it might be hard. And this is not a test. This is not a measurement. First thing, just notice your body. Is there any tension? Any contraction? And if you notice anything or not, then you can simply give your body the direction to relax. You can ask your body, relax. In the attitude of becoming, we are simply focusing on what is happening right here right now. There is a direction to go. We want to go into smiling, but we will actually never arrive there. To arrive somewhere is to attain. It's very difficult, if not impossible, to arrive at an idea because it's simply a mental event. So we are just focusing on becoming. Think about someone you love very much. Think about them smiling, happy, imagine them looking at you, making eye contact when they're smiling. Relax your body. Open your heart. Feel your face. Allow the energy to rise up from your heart, up your throat, into your head and face. Nowhere we need to be right now but here. Nowhere to go 
nothing needs to happen in order for you to smile. Your smile is already there. Whether you're showing it or not, it is a quality that you obtain already. Whether you express it or not is a whole other thing. Just know that you have the full potential of smiling. And relax. Feel your body and your face and head before language begins. See the face of someone you love who is happy and smiling, but look at them before language begins. See them laughing, looking at you, laughing in pleasure and love, but look at them before language begins. And allow yourself to relax. Letting go. And then becoming whatever is. Whether it's a smile, straight face anything else that comes up, just let it be there. No need to analyze, make judgments or decide. Just become whatever needs to come out. okay to just breathe. We don't have to arrive anywhere, feel anything. Reality will just show itself. And the only thing we can do right now to observe and experience whatever is coming. Wouldn't that be wonderful to take your hands 
off the controller for a second and just allow yourself to free flow to become whatever comes up and relax into that. See if you can remind yourself throughout the day to come back to this attitude throughout the day and night. Of allowing yourself to become whatever needs to come. Letting go of arriving of that mindset. And focus on becoming, relaxing your body, breathing. Bell. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening today. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email me at ori at orikugel.com. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Take care. Bye.